Hello everybody and welcome to our live stream again this morning. It is great to have you here uh, with us. Um, I just wanted to share with you first a comment that we received uh, last week in a private message and I really appreciated receiving this comment. So let me, let me read it to you and we'll, we will address that uh, this morning. The person said this, God does not care about the troubles in this world. It's a delusion. It is better to live in reality. I may not have agreed with that comment, but I did appreciate receiving that comment. Now I want to address that in just a second, but can I just say, since we're all here, um, why don't you just leave us some comments, let us know you're here, encourage us, tell us that you're watching, tell us who you're watching with and where you're watching from. Um, let us know that you're here. And also I'm told that there is um, below me here, there's like a start button that you can click to, to share it with friends or, or click to share this post and let us know uh, that you're watching. And how this is all going to work is I will give a short message first from the Bible. Then I'm going to pray and afterwards we're going to do something a little different and we're going to open it up for thoughts, comments, questions, reflections that you may have. Um, so at the end of all this, as I'm speaking, maybe just write up something, let us know uh, that you're tuning in, that you're looking, and um, I'll try and address those things. You could just leave me hanging at the end. Um, please don't leave me hanging, maybe say something at least. Um, I'll pick up my phone afterwards and we'll look that at that together. But let us go back to this comment that was said. Let me read it to you again. God does not care about the troubles in this world. It is a delusion. It's better to live in reality. Now, why I say I appreciated that comment, though I, I didn't agree with it, while, while I do appreciate that comment is because last week I said that God helps us, that God watches over us, that God cares for us, that God keeps us. And as we look at the crisis that is going on right now in this world, it does not feel like that, does it? It does not feel like God cares about the troubles going on in this world. The coronavirus is, in, is increasing. The numbers in Ireland are increasing each day. The death toll, we are told, will increase each day. And it feels like God doesn't care about the troubles in this world. And yes, it feels like my friend was right with his comments that all of this is, is maybe just a delusion. It feels like God is far away from us and that God is, is far off and that he's not there to help us. And so I think at this time, it's important as we feel like help is far away, it's important for us to remember that Jesus felt this very same thing. Jesus was born into this world. He lived a perfect and sin, sinless life. And on the cross there he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus felt that God, his Father, was far away from him at that moment. Jesus experienced the pain of rejection in this world. Jesus experienced the pain of sorrow in this world, the pain of betrayal in this world, the pain of physical beatings in this world. Jesus experienced the pain of cross, of the cross and the pain of death. And Jesus also experienced the abandonment of God. Jesus himself felt like help was far away from him. 
But do you know what? Jesus wasn't the first person to say these words. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? These words were actually said years before uh, by a guy called David, King David. In Psalm 22, and what I'd like you to do is turn in your Bibles to Psalm 22. If you have a Bible, turn to it. If you don't, uh, don't worry about it. But here's what it says in Psalm 22. David says these words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Do you hear what David is saying as he's surrounded by his enemies? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you not helping me? And notice the words he says, why are you so far from saving me? David feels like the Lord's help is far away from him much like what we feel now, that the Lord is far away from us. He repeats this thought as he pleads to the Lord in verse 11, Be not far from me, for trouble is near and there is none to help. He pleads with the Lord, don't be far away from me. And again, he repeats it in verse 19. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my people, come quickly by my aid. He feels that the Lord is far away from him, that the Lord is not near him, that the Lord is away. And so he cries out to the Lord by day and by night. Listen to verse 2. I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. He is calling out to the Lord, crying out for help, but he feels like help isn't there. I wonder if you've been in a situation like that. When you're crying out for help, wondering if, if someone will help you. One of the worst days in my life, I would like to share with you, one of the worst days in my life was Easter Sunday a couple of years back. Easter Sunday, we had 20 uh, friends over for lunch uh, visiting our house. And afterwards, they had left our house. We took our daughter down from a nap. I, I put her down on her, her, little, her little table, her little giraffe table. She was hungry, so I, I, I got her her milk first, and, and then I got her her favorite bread, you know, the squishy little brioche bread, and I, and I put it down in front of her. And I walked away for a second, and I came back to my daughter, and when I came back to her, I noticed she was quiet, which for her is, is very un, unusual. And I looked down, and as I looked down at my daughter, I saw her eyes roll back in her head. And it was at that moment I knew we were in trouble. So I shouted for my wife, and she knew some of the emergency procedures to do. And it was evident that my daughter was in, in clear trouble. Her, her skin tone was changing. Blood started coming from her nose. We were in fear of her life. And so I took my phone, and I called 999. But I knew as I was calling them that help was going to be far away because I know that the ambulance takes a while to get to us and I know that we don't have that much time. And so I, I, I called and as I was calling, I started shouting at them. I wasn't really listening. I started shouting out my address, calling for them for help, knowing that they weren't coming. 
And then I threw down the phone and I ran outside and it was raining and I ran and I knocked on all the doors of the neighbours and, and none of them came out. There was no one there. It is a distressing thing to be calling for help and feeling like help is really far away from you. This is David's feeling right here in Psalm 22. He is calling for help and yet help feels far away. I'm thankful that the ambulance did come and my daughter is okay today. But sometimes we feel like help is far away. And you know what this psalm tells us? I think the beauty about what this psalm tells us is that it's okay to feel these things. And it's okay that when you do feel these things, it's okay to cry out to the Lord and tell him how you actually feel. You see, this is why I love the book of Psalms, because there is a psalm for every occasion. There are psalms of of thanksgiving and joy. There are psalms of trust, like we looked at last week. But there are also psalms of lament, like we're looking at this week. The first half of this psalm is a a psalm of lament and, and sadness, crying out to the Lord. So when you're talking to the Lord and praying to the Lord, You don't just have to go into church and stand up and sit down and, and repeat certain prayers. No, you can talk to the Lord and tell Him your heart. If you are feeling afraid right now with all that is going on, your job situation, your home, you can cry out to Him. He wants to hear you. And this is what David is doing, but he feels like help is far away. And the reason he is so distressed by this is because David knows that the Lord did help his people in the past and the Lord did help him in the past. Listen to how the Lord helped his people. Verse 3, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. Do you hear that? Three times. They trusted, they trusted, they trusted, and they were rescued. And so as David is thinking back on the history of his people, he is thinking back of the faithfulness of the Lord and says, they trusted you and you rescued them. Why aren't you rescuing me? And David has known the Lord's help in the past in his own life. Verse 9 and 10. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust in you at my mother's breast. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. You have been there with me from birth. You have been there with me from the very beginning. Why are you not there with me now? You've been there with my people before, but why are you not there with me now? It is such a difficult thing. And you feel like help is really far away. When I think of this, I think of um, the story of these, these four climbers uh, climbing a mountain, in, Mount Rainer, in Washington in the States. And this mountain, it is 14,000 feet high, 14,500 feet high. And these, these climbers were experienced climbers. They were able to climb the mountain no problem. They, in fact, they took an easier route because someone died on the more difficult route the week before. And they took this route up the mountain and they thought things were going on okay until they were at 13,000 feet. And at 13,000 feet, a storm hit that mountain. Their tents were ripped apart. Some of their gear was taken from them. They were able to find some phone signal and so they called out for help. 
And when they called out for help, they got through, but the people weren't able to rescue them because of the great storm. The helicopters weren't able to come in and land on the mountain. And so they were stuck there in danger. Do you know how long they were stuck in the mountain for? Three days, calling out, crying out for help, and wondering if help would ever come for them. It is a distressing thing when help feels far away. And right now in Ireland, some of us I'm sure right now, like the comment we received before, are thinking that help from God feels really far away. God couldn't care about the troubles in this world. And you know, I was struck by, by our Taoiseach's uh, a speech on Patrick's Day. Many of us were, by, by the reality and the truth of which he said to us what was going to happen. He said to us this, that what we are experiencing now is the calm before the storm. And what we need to realize is this, that the storm is coming if it has not already arrived. And he said these words, Faradkar said these words, we believe that the number will rise to 15,000 cases or more by the end of the month and rise further in the weeks thereafter. The vast majority of us who contract COVID-19 will experience a mild illness, but some will be hospitalized and sadly, some will die. And this is the reality for us. We know that some will die and it feels like God is really far away. And so the question we have this morning then is, is there any hope in all of this? Is there any hope in our distress when we feel like God is far away, when we feel like hope is far away and help is far away? There is indeed hope. And there was hope for David. You see, the psalm takes a turn at the end of verse 21 when he says these words, You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. David was rescued at that particular time from certain death. The Lord came and he rescued him. And when the Lord rescued him, do you know what he did? He sang praises unto the Lord, saying this in verse 22. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear him, fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him all the offspring of Israel. You hear what he's calling the people to do now? Praise him, glorify him, stand in awe of him. David was once surrounded by his enemies and now he is in the place where he is surrounded by worshippers. The Lord has rescued him in this particular moment from death. And right now, many of us in relation to this virus, we are going, most of us, going to be rescued from death, from a point of death, just like David is. But we're not ever going to be rescued from death forever. You see, the question is not, are we going to be rescued from death? But the question is, are we going to be rescued after death? Is there hope for David after death? Is there hope for you and me after 
death. And I don't know if you've been thinking about this recently, but, but I have. Today is, is Mother's Day, and, and happy Mother's Day to you who are watching. I know this is not very much a, a Mother's Day message at this point, but there's friends of mine on Mother's Day, and it is their tradition to go to the graveside of their mother. And they walk over to the graveside, and um, obviously you, they see the stone. You might see the stone of your loved one and, and think back of the various memories of their life, good memories, fun memories, things that they've had. But I wonder, do you ever wonder, as you look at the stone of your loved one, do you ever wonder, is there something more than this? Is this all there is in this life? Is that where we're going to end up? A stone in the ground. And I don't know if you ever looked at the numbers, but you see those two numbers, don't you? The number of their birth and the number of their death. And in between those two numbers, there's this small little dash. And that little dash represents our life, doesn't it? I wonder, do you ever wonder, is there something more beyond this little dash that I have of my life? The great and glorious truth is this. The Bible says, yes, there is something more. And for those who would believe in Jesus, there is hope after death. There may not feel like there's hope in this world. There will be troubles that will come on us in this world. But the great and glorious truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ is this. If you believe in him by faith, you too can have hope after death. Do you know how I know that? Because Jesus himself was not rescued from death in this sense. He experienced the fullness of death. And this psalm reminds us of his death again and again and again. Listen to this in verse 1. Jesus said himself, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In verse 6, we are reminded of how Jesus was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. In verse 8, we are reminded of how Jesus was jeered by the crowd and they said, If you are, Lord, why don't you save yourself? In verse 15, we are reminded of how Jesus was, was thirsty on the cross. His, his tongue would have stuck to his jaw. And he said those words, I am thirsty. In verse 18, we are reminded of how, how, how they divided, stripped Jesus of his garments and divided them amongst the people and sold them. And then finally, in verse 16, we are reminded of how people pierced his hands and his feet. Jesus experienced the fullness of death. Some of this language for David, it was poetic and hyperbolic language, but for Jesus, it was reality. Jesus experienced the fullness of death. And yet, there was hope after death, because on the third day, he was rescued. On the third day, he rose again, because it was impossible, impossible for death to keep its hold on him. And that is the hope that all of us have. 
You see, if this virus reminds us of anything, it reminds us that our days are numbered and our days are few. And you've got to ask the question, is there hope? And because of Jesus' resurrection, there is hope. If any of you here would would trust and believe in Jesus, you too can have the hope of eternal life. Here's what Jesus said in John 3.16. I do believe they are the words of Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him, shall not perish, but have eternal life. If you believe in Jesus and trust in Jesus and give your life over to Jesus, you today can have the hope of eternal life. I know you're watching a screen and I'm looking at a phone. But these are eternal matters. If you would trust in him, he will give you that life. He will give you that hope that all of us are searching for. There is hope in him. And let me tell you this morning, Christian, if you are watching, there is hope in him. Remind yourself of that. You see, Jesus told us that that all of this stuff we experience in this world, there's nothing new really, is there? Jesus said these words, in fact, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus, in his resurrection, has overcome the world, which gives us so much hope in these great times of trouble. And so this causes us to praise him, glorify him, and honor him. Because one day, let me tell you, my friend, one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And David in this psalm, he looks to that future day when he says these words, all the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord and all the families of the nations shall worship before him. One day, those who have believed in Jesus will enter into his presence where there will be no more mourning, weeping, crying, sin, and no more death. And we will sing his praises together. Oh, how I long for that day. And I hope you do too. Let me tell you this. There is hope when help feels far away. Let's pray together just for a moment. Um, It might be awkward for you if you're looking at the screen, but let's just pray together. And you can pray after me if you've never prayed before. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you Uh, that you are the one who rescues us, not from the death in this world, but from eternal death. Lord, we pray that anybody watching here who does not trust in you, that they might ask you to forgive them of their sin and trust in you for eternal life. And Lord, I pray for those who have trusted in you, may they know this morning that you are there with them in these times of trouble. In your precious name, 
I pray these things. Amen. Can I just say again, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. I'm going to leave it open right now. I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know how things have been going um, so far. But let me, what I'm going to do is just um, add in onto our page um, a song that I'd like you to think of. It is um, this song, Christ, Our Hope in, in Life and Death. Um, and let me post that to you right now. Um, I think that's up th there. That's our, our clip here. Uh, Christ, our hope in life and death. Um, good to have some of you watching in. I don't see many questions, so I'm going, I'm going to end um, soon here. But thanks, Michelle, for watching in. Good to see you. Um, Anne and the Duans, uh, great to have you uh, with us uh, watching there in, in Carigaline. Noel from Belgium. <laughs> Noel, you are, you are a good brother. I hope you're still on. Um, it is good to see you. Uh, thank you for, um, well, I don't see you, but I know you see me. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, I appreciate you. I hope you're doing well, you and Frida. Um, God bless you uh, from there. Valerie and the kids sitting there. Thank you for loaning your husband, doing all the tech here, Valerie, uh, if you are watching, and um, others. Listen, I think that's, that's us. Um, here, thank you for letting us know uh, that you are watching and tuning in. Do listen in, please, uh, to that song. Johnny Bruton, thank you. Thank you for liking the shirt. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, Ali Keys, oh, great, great uh, that you're looking in, Ali. I appreciate that um, from uh, Clara. With your mom and your dad, fantastic. Jordan, watching from Belfast. Uh, Good uh, to have you again, Jordan. Thank you for sharing and, and um, looking at this post and this sermon uh, together. I hope it was an encouragement um, to you. Uh, yeah, I see the like. Thank you. I hope it was an, an encouragement to you. It is great to have friends um, across the border, really, isn't it? Um, that, we can, that we can pray with, that we can encourage one another, that we can be there for one another. It's just um, such a great uh, thing to have one another um, there together. And so um, do tune in, do listen to that song. Um, next week, I think what we might do next week is just um, continue on in our series in Colossians. I'm not sure if anyone has an opinion on that, um, but... Um, really it feels like this thing is going to last a long time and so I think what would be best for us is to try and get into some form of normality and uh, normality in life and see how things uh, go from there and so um, yeah so maybe next week we might be tuning into Colossians but we'll see uh, what the Lord um, lays on our heart if that is everything guys thank you very much uh, for tuning in um, hopefully next week we'll be there again. Please do listen to that song. It is I've been going, running around in my head all this week. Um, Christ our hope in life and death. God bless you, everybody. See you.